0: This is How Shall They Hear, a production of New Testament Christian Church of Renton, Washington. We hold services every Sunday morning at 1030 at 13470, Martin Luther King Jr. Way South, Renton, Washington, 98178. You can reach us by email at ntccrenton at gmail.com. It's always good to be in God's house. Always good to be in God's house. We're reading from Genesis. Genesis chapter 6. We'll start in verse 9. Genesis chapter 6 and verse 9. And there's some more detail that goes before this. But we'll, we'll... more discuss that than read it, but for the sake of time, we'll just read what we have. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations, and Noah walked with God. And Noah begot three sons Shem, Ham, and Japheth. The earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was was filled with violence, and God looked upon the earth, and beheld, it was corrupt. For all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh is come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them, and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make thee an ark of gopher wood. Room shalt thou make in the ark, and shalt pitch it within without. And this is the fashion which thou shalt make of it. The length of the ark shall be three hundred cubits, and the breadth of it fifty cubits, and the height of it thirty cubits. A window shalt thou make to the ark, and in a cubit shalt thou finish it above. And the door of the ark shalt thou set in the side thereof, with lower, second, and third stories shalt thou make it. And behold, I, even I do bring a flood of waters upon the earth, to destroy all flesh wherein the breath of life from under heaven and everything that is in the earth shall die. But with thee will I establish my covenant and thou shalt come into the ark, thou and thy sons and thy wife and thy sons' wives with thee. And of every living thing of all flesh, two of every sort shalt thou bring into the ark to keep them alive with thee, they shall be male and female. Of the fowls of their kind, and of the cattle after their kind, and of every creeping thing of the earth after his kind, two of every sort shall thou come unto thee to keep them alive, and take thou unto thee all the food that is eaten, and thou shalt gather it unto thee, and it shall be for food for thee and for them. Thus did Noah according to all that God commanded him, so did he. And I actually want to take Genesis chapter 7, verse 17 as our text. And the flood was 40 days upon the earth, and the waters increased, and bare up the ark, and it was lifted above the earth. With the help of the Holy Ghost this morning, I want to preach for a little while on the title of the message, Float or Sink. Float or Sink. Brother Harris, could you stand and pray for us one more time? Our loving Father, we thank you once again to be in the house of the Lord, to hear your word. Lord God, we thank you for everything you've given us. Times of trouble, times of need, times of good times. And Lord God, this is an exceptional time to hear your word. Lord, as you lay upon our brother, your word, to give him a fresh unction by the Holy Spirit. Give us that fresh unction too, Lord God, to go out to the byways and highways, talk to men and women, and have the confidence that we need to bring them to your kingdom. That we be careful giving praise, out and glory through it all. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, sir. It is a great feeling when something we construct or fix works. And it is important to follow the instructions on how to construct or build something so that it does work. In our Bible reading we see how quickly sin had spread through the human race up until the point where Noah was given this commission of God. From the time of Adam and his sin to Noah we have 1,656 years. came to a point where God said enough was enough. It was so vile and wicked the earth that God purposed to destroy all mankind from it. But Noah found grace in God's sight. But today we want to look at this account of the ark and ask ourselves if we have built our lives to float when the floods come, or will it sink? The floods are going to come. The floods are going to come. There's nothing we can do to stop it. There will be a time of great and terrible judgment, which we all must be ready for. We must be ready for that day. But we are not talking about necessarily that final judgment, but we are talking about the floods that are in our life right now. The floods that can come right now as we walk this earth. We're not talking about floods of water. But natural disasters do have its challenge. See, there is a saying that if we watch the pennies, the dollars will take care of themselves. If we live right today, build our lives correctly now, when the problem, uh, uh, when the final judgment does come, when God decides to wrap it up, we won't have any problem being on the right side. We won't have any problem being on the right side if we focus on right now. Eternity will take care of itself. I like that one saying. It says, live like the rapture will happen tonight, but work like it won't happen for another thousand years. That's what we got to do. The floods will come. And like I said, natural disasters are a challenge we must face. Every Christian will face floods. Because we are going to get caught up in the judgments of this world. We're going to get caught up in the happenings of this life. Whether it's, uh, like I said, natural disasters, or if it's just civil unrest, or if it's just stuff that comes up in our lives. We're going to get caught up in it. I preached a few weeks ago about when Jesus said, You're going to have trials and tribulations in this life. And that's similar to what we're saying today. These floods are going to come, they've been pronounced, they're being prepared. Are we building our lives in a way that will float or will sink? God was going to set a massive flood upon the earth to destroy all of mankind here in our Bible reading. But we see several things occur in this as we read it. First we see that although God was going to destroy all mankind, Noah prevented him from doing that. Because not all mankind would perish there in the flood. There would be a saving of eight people. Eight people would make it through that flood all because... One man prevented God from doing it. See, we have the power to stop God from doing many things. First of all, we do have the power to stop God from blessing our lives by living in disobedience. But we also have God. We can also stop God from bringing judgment upon the wicked. We can stand in the gap, and that's why they tell us the Bible tells us who will stand in the gap, who will prevent the hand of God from finishing it all up. We will. We are the ones that say, God, no, give us another day. Lord, no, let me reach out to these people one more time. Lord, let us give them another chance. Please, Lord. We're standing in the gap, and that's what we need to do. We see also that no matter how bad it gets, There will always be a voice of righteousness. Like I said, there may be people right now. All these people don't want to come to church. They don't want to be in God's house. But guess what? We're still here preaching. The the word of the Lord is still being preached today. We may feel like we're the only ones in the city. We may feel like we're the only ones in the workplace. And that may be so, but we're, there's still always a voice of righteousness. In every age, in every civilization, God has always had someone that will proclaim His Word. And that's what we're doing today. We're proclaiming God's Word. Next we see that if we do things God's way, everything will work out. And we'll get more into that in a little bit. Noah was a preacher of righteousness. There in Second Peter 2 and 5, it tells us this, and it's talking about how God's judgment would occur, but he, he brings out this one thing, talking about Noah, and spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly. He inserts that Noah was a preacher of righteousness, not just some guy wandering around. Noah had a call from God. Noah had a commission of, from God that went beyond just building this ark. Noah was called to be a preacher. And, and the question we have to ask, are you the Noah of your community? Genesis 6 and 9, part of our Bible reading says, these are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations. And Noah walked with God. Now we see the lifespan of Noah, very long life, even up until the uh, ark was built. But how many generations did Noah stand and preach righteousness before the people? Many generations he was there. And I'm talking about, what about our generations? The young, the the teens, the middle age and the old age. These are our generations. We got to keep preaching. We got to keep telling the men and women about God up until our last breath. There are many generations we have to reach out to, and not just generations, but communities. We've got to go and be that ex- that example in our workplaces, amongst our families, and amongst our neighborhoods. We've got to be the ones they got to say, "No, that's where the Christian lives. That's where the preacher lives. That's that's the preacher." And that was one thing when we moved in to our the house that we're in now, sir. Is when they were uh, the co-workers who uh, also rent out from that landlady was talking to the landlady about it. They didn't just say, oh, this is my coworker here in the food service business. They said, I know this preacher who wants to move in. I And then that's what sold uh, this place to this lady for us. She's like, I want him and his wife because I heard that they were preachers. And I know that they're going to keep things right in the house. They're not going to have the booze and the drugs and the cops always coming yeah. to the house. We've got to be known as the men of God and women of God. We've got to be known as Christians. That's why we dress differently. That's why we act differently. That's why our whole life revolves around God and his work. Because we have to be different. We've got to be example. We've got to be a preacher of righteousness in our generations. To survive the floods, we cannot be amongst those who the flood has been prepared to destroy. We can't be amongst those. When God is getting ready to move, you need to be the one that sticks out the most. We got to be the ones that stick out the most. I like there, here in Mark 10, in verse 46 to 48, this account. And they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he had heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that they should hold this peace. But he cried the more a great deal. Thou son of David! Have mercy on me. I'm getting this picture of this great uh, parade of people. You got Jesus, his disciples, the 12, and then all these people that were following Jesus. This great multitude coming down the road. And it's already loud. People walking, their footsteps walking over the rocks. People chatting it up talking. It was a great procession. But then here's this one man, this blind guy, sitting by the highway, making enough noise that it stopped the whole crowd. That he made enough noise that everybody else had to shut up just to tell him to shut up. We have to be that great big noise in this city. We have to be that great big noise in this Building. We gotta be a big great noise in this nation. They gotta know that there is a God in heaven. We gotta proclaim his name. And when God begins to move, the Holy Ghost begins to move in revival and in healings. We gotta be the ones to run up to that altar and say, God, I want my healing. God, I want my blessing. God, I want my revival. I want it now, Lord. We can't let other people get in our way. We've got to be louder and make more of a noise for God. Because that's how we're going to get blessed. Noah stood out. We need to stand out. The floods are coming and God is looking for those he can use. Those who are willing to build a life that floats. God had told Noah how to build the ark, and these were the building instructions. Am I closing that door? He said, Make thee an ark of gopher wood. Rube shall thou make in the ark, and thou shalt pitch it within and without, with pitch. And this is the fashion which thou shalt make of it. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits, the breadth of it 50 cubits, the height of it 30 cubits and a window shalt thou make to the ark, and in a cubit shalt thou finish it above, and the door of the ark shalt thou set side thereof, with lower, second, and third story shalt thou make it. Now, if you really look at these instructions on how to build this boat or ark, I wouldn't really say it's a boat, notice how little detail God did give Noah. It didn't tell him how many rooms to put in it, He said put rooms in it. He didn't tell them how to install a bathroom in it. They had to go somewhere. We don't see God telling him anything more than the material needed, the size of it, how to waterproof it, and some uh, exterior and interior stuff. The stories and a window. If you were given that much info, could you build a floating structure that would survive a flood that covered the highest mountain? I couldn't. I wouldn't even know how to make pitch. I wouldn't even know how to cut any of this wood. God gave Noah very little detail. Yet, how much detail has God given us in His Word and through His Holy Spirit on how to build our lives? For when the flood comes, a lot. God has given us much more detail. Yet people's lives still sink. But God knew what he was doing. The dimensions would be enough to fit all that would enter in. He said, pitch it from the inside and from the outside to prevent the water from entering. And the rooms will keep everything inside decent and in order. That's why he told them to put rooms in or stalls to keep all the animals separate, decent, and in order. God has given us very simple instructions on how to build our life that will float. One key element is having the Holy Ghost working in our life. we got to have the Holy Ghost working. If we go off God's building plan, disaster will follow. One thing we have to do is make sure we listen to the call of God. Sometimes that means we have to shut up. We have to be quiet and let God direct our paths. I was talking, like I said, about reaching out to, I guess you could say, the homeless population. And I, I get these ideas on different things to do, and I try to I bring it to the Lord, and I just kind of let it go and see where it manifests. But I I, I hear, it and I, I'm still waiting on God to really. Hammer it into my heart. But as I was talking to some people about it. One person said. And I, I use the illustration of those who came out last week. And the person said well. And this person is, is, knows what they're talking about. Christian indeed. She said. Those are the people that are going to accept Christ. Those type of people are going to accept Christ. And then at a fellowship last night, uh, they're building some more housing and stuff out there in Graham. At one side of the street is going to be like a 400 house complex. And the other side, I guess, they're planning on building kind of like a uh, homeless community with trailers and stuff. And most likely, along with that, is going to come the meth addicts and stuff. And one sister said, you know what? The thing is, those meth addicts are going to be the ones that come out to church. And I took those two things from earlier in the week and last night, and I said, God, is this you confirming of what we need to start doing? Lord, have you had enough of all these people we invite out not coming? All these people, and are you saying now, Lord, well, forget them, forget them, go unto these people, go unto these people and tell them, if no one else will listen, maybe they'll listen. Reminding of Paul trying to preach to the Jews. And, and, and they kept rejecting him. And he said, you know what, fine. I'm going to go to the Gentiles. I'm going to go preach to them. And you know what, the Gentiles received Christ. Yes. They absolutely did. So we're going to continue to pray and see what doors God wants us to walk through. Amen. God's door. God has the doors open. He's presenting them before us. But will we walk through them, Mr. The question. But we've got to follow God's building plan. listening to the call of god and this is more of what god wants us to do in the church but where does he want us when does he want us and how does he get us the floods are going to come they may take various forms sickness disappointment loss trials and tribulations But whatever it is, we must be ready to stand firm and brave the storm. The floods may even be something from God to test us. It may be a simple annoyance at work or dealing with someone. But the question is, are we going to float or sink? Noah built a boat for safety. We need to build Jesus in our lives for safety. Jesus is not a one-time come into your heart and go back into the world type Jesus like the other churches preach in this area. You've got to come back to God's house. Yes. You've got to come back for more. You need to keep yourself inside the safety of Jesus. This requires church attendance, prayer, Bible reading, and fellowship. It requires us to practice what is preached. A safe, sh- a safe shelter serves no purpose if you do not go into it. They build these tornado shelters there in the Midwest and stuff, just for tornadoes, built of concrete and a small door. And if that tornado is coming and you don't go into that shelter, what was the point of building it? But first, you need to have that safe shelter to go into, and then you have to go into it. Jesus is our ark, the floods are going to come. But if we are in Jesus and the Holy Ghost is the pitch that keeps the water out, God will make sure that we keep our lives afloat. Our lives will stay afloat. The flood is going to come. And it will cease. And it will come again. We live in a fallen world and we are stuck here until God calls us home. But we cannot be caught up in the judgment of the wicked. We know that Noah built the ark correctly, based on our text. said, and bear up the ark, and it was lifted up above the earth. If Noah had messed up the size, had not put enough pitch, had he done things his own way, the boat would not have lifted. It would have sank. It would have perished. It would have been flooded with water. It would have perished with the rest of the world. Will your life float or sink? Will you be still serving God next week? A month from now, a year from now? A lot can come and happen this afternoon. Are you ready for the flood? Have you built it correctly in Jesus, your life? Will it sink or float? As we bow our heads and close our eyes in reverence to him today. Why is it that we do fall into or give into temptation? See, temptation is going to come. The Bible tells us that. But when we fall into it, when we give into it, why? When we know that we are not to be somewhere why we find ourselves there and we find ourselves sinking when trials and tribulations come why is it that we sink it's because we have not built our life correctly according to the way that God has asked us to build it we have not used the right wood. It was a particular wood that God told Noah to build it with. Something that wouldn't swell. Something that was hard. He told them to use pitch. Tar, essentially. So that the water wouldn't come in. And not just pitch on the outside, but pitch it on the inside too. Two layers. We have to build our lives according to the way God tells us to build it. We've got to build it with Jesus. We've got to seal it with the Holy Ghost. We've got to add it in these other rooms. Bible reading, prayer, fellowship, exhortation, good works, and faith. And when we have all these things together. This ark, this box the safety and the floods come we will ride above the waves ride above the waters be protected from the judgments how's your life right now If the floods were to come, would you sink or would you float? Let us find a place to pray this morning. Let's rebuild our lives the way God wants them built.